Ruth 1, uh, Ruth chapter 1, and we're on day 4, and we're talking about um, when Ruth and Naomi, today we're going to be talking about when Ruth and Naomi actually arrive back um, to Naomi's people after um, their long journey, um, but we'll get there. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right in, and we'll have Terry start us out today. Uh, Ruth 1's verses 16 through 22, excuse me. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Well, she, um, so they make it through, and we have to remember the very beginning there um, where she says, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you. Remember, they're still there in Moab, and Ruth has convinced um, Orpah to go back to her family and she's trying to convince Ruth to go back and Ruth's like uh-uh I'm not doing that I'm mm-hmm. with you now lady yeah so That's awesome yes and that, that you know commonly used at weddings but yeah, first that verse yeah, yeah that scripture yeah. that first verse you know and it's a um, kind of a, a like a huge bonding verse mm-hmm. it's um, serious stuff right there yeah well, remember, like in the last um, episode, we were talking about Banuka, that right standing with someone, that peace, mm-hmm. that rest, that um, that's what she was committing to, I think, with Naomi. Yeah. I was just thinking, Terry, you mentioned that that verse is used a lot in weddings, right? But mm-hmm. how would we as a culture and as a society, especially of women, how much would our perspective change if we thought if we had this attitude in our <clears throat> female relationships? Mm, that's a you great know? question. Yeah. I mean, for men too, but as women, if we were to just gather in together and be like, we're in it to win it sisters, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, no matter how long it takes, just think about that shift. Um, from across cultures, obviously here across cultures, mm-hmm. um, but across cultures and um, family lines and all of it. Like, how awesome would that be? 
Because this is a pretty far cry from the way we talk about our mothers-in-law sometimes. I mean, think of all the mother-in-law jokes you've heard through the years. That's not always an easy relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I agree. I think if we could institute that kind of commitment in all of our relationships, um, it would be pretty awesome. It would change the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. True. I, I think that's, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because I'm like, I think that is an opportunity for us, particularly through the church as we um, serve. Mm-hmm. Generally, like one of the ways to bond groups together is have them do service mm-hmm. of some kind. Um, right. Yeah. Or go to a football game. That works, too. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wait, not for women. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. That's Rosemary's love language. But I know. <laughs> but I, I was just picturing, like, what do guys do? And it's like they go to the games, and they're, like, they're hugging each other. They're jumping around, and they're all connected, you know? Yeah. So. I think as when we do a great job of that, like when we're having babies together, you know, mm-hmm. think back when, when the kids were little and, um, you know, you or your friends or your sister were pregnant at the same time, or you were going to all your little play groups and stuff. I mean, that was a great bonding time um, where we all knew that we wanted the best for each other and we mm-hmm. cared about each other. We helped each other out all the time. Um, so I think we have glimpses of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it would just be nice if it would carry on. We can also be so hard on each other as women, you know, and I love that Naomi's in such a rotten place right now. And, or yeah, Naomi and Ruth doesn't let that stop her. Um, she doesn't think, Oh man, that old lady, here she goes again, complaining about everything. She doesn't do that. She doesn't even really let that influence her at all she just does what she believes is the right thing to do in her heart regardless of what's happening with Naomi because she knows that she's got this lonely journey ahead of her and who knows what's waiting at the end of it exactly probably nothing good you know you would she probably thinks because she's a foreigner she knows how people you know the Israelites feel about the Moabites no love lost there yeah she's heading straight into the unknown I think what gives her the strength to do that, though, is her right relationship is first with God. Yeah. And so she wasn't about outcome necessarily. She was about who am I with? How am I? And more the process. This is who I am. Now this is who I'm choosing. This is what I'm going to do. And it's really interesting. I keep thinking since you said that, like, what would happen if we did that in our relationships? What if we said... And I don't think it's good to be in really abusive or toxic ones, but sometimes we're with people who are just hard yeah. and stuff. I remember when we were serving the homeless, there's this one lady, she would be so angry. She would say, how come you do this? And we always served a dish like a, it was like a goulash with meat and pasta and different things. And she said, you know, I'm gluten-free. And I was like, I didn't know that or something like that. And she would be like yelling at my son. It was just her thing that was happening. So I stepped in between and I go, let's sit down together. And I sat and picked the pasta out of her dish. Now she did want the roll. She didn't want that to go. And I was like, do you want two? You know, and, and it's almost like sometimes when we're dealing in difficult situations or with difficult people, if we can let go and know that God's in this, 
And how can we serve that person at levels that they may not be expecting? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've served the same lady. You know what? <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yeah. I, and I like, my thing is when I say, I'm like, Oh, hi. And I, <laughs> I want to go towards her, you know, because you know what happens? It keeps reminding me. Thank you, God. I'm not in that place. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. I'm not in that place. And, and how can I serve this person? And also, um, you know, thinking of the mental health part of that all, it's like, you know what, things happen, that could be me, Mm -hmm. something could trigger in my brain, that could be me next week or next month or next year. There's no guarantees, you know, and it's, it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What would I be like if my husband and two sons died? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'd be, I'd be hurt and I probably would be bitter. Um, but you know, sometimes I think we forget that Ruth is going through right. grief too. Yeah. I mean, she's lost her husband, no children. So I'm sure she's at kind of a scary place too. What's going to become of me? Mm-hmm. She doesn't let that stop her from doing what's right by Naomi. And I love that about her. Mm-hmm. She must she, have, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, she just puts her own loss and grief aside so that she can come alongside Naomi. So it just occurred to me that she is doing the reverse of she she is mirroring what Naomi did. So Naomi left her people and went into this foreign land um, because she felt like that's what was best for her family. And now Naomi's going back, but Ruth is now leaving her people and her foreign land to go with her new family because she feels like that's what's best. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. that generational mm-hmm. um, influence that she has. Yeah. And we know that Ruth is going into a much better situation in the long term because she is now going into the family of God, um, whereas Naomi was going into the family of 100 gods. Um mm-hmm. You know, but sh- anyway, that just hit me that mm, that's I good. That. They kind of mirror yeah. each other yep. there. Well, and I think that probably shows the influence of Naomi on Ruth. Mm-hmm. I mean, for these years that Ruth has been married to Naomi's son, and she's been living with him, I'm assuming, um, she's watched Naomi every day, how mm-hmm. she lives her life, how she treats other people, um, how much she cares for them, the responsibility that she feels for people. And she's taken that on herself. Yeah. I, I wonder if part two is, is that another part of this also is that Ruth can't, doesn't want one more, another loss mm-hmm. of God and of that faith. Yeah. That That's a good been, point. If she yeah. would have stayed. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, they, so we've established, right, that they're going to go, they're leaving Moab, they're going back to Bethlehem. Um, and we talked, I think it was yesterday. So we talked, um, yesterday maybe, or the episode before about what a journey it was, um, and how it was about 50 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, they think is what they traveled. And when Naomi and her family were on their way to Moab, you know, they had all of their things and they were, it was her and three men that were traveling together, or at least, three male people that were traveling together. Um, Who knows if they had servants or whatever with them. But then when they're going back, it's just Ruth and Naomi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we look back um, in Ezra, 
um, I can't think of where it is, but there is a point in Ezra where they, where is it? Ezra 8, 22. Okay. 31. There we go. And they talk about enemies and bandits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and this is two women who have lost everything and now they're going back and they're traveling through the enemies and the bandits. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about this uh, trip with uh, Nehemiah when we were mm-hmm. in Nehemiah. He had soldiers and horses and things to get through this. Yeah. yeah. I, there's a quote here by Margaret Hess. It's like, I liked it. It's like, they climbed the desolate trail through the Judean wilderness. They faced dangers of robbers and wild animals along the way. The limestone caves and the lonely hills often sheltered brigands who preyed on travelers. Yet alone and unprotected, Naomi and Ruth persisted. Okay. Who here thought Charlton Heston should show up somewhere? <laughs> like, it was yes. like, if you put some good movie in the background, it's like yeah. he should be standing on the cliff with his hair blowing or his <laughs> whatever. It was like in clouds or something. I was like, oh, yeah, that would work. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I When I was reading through this, I just didn't see them traveling alone. No, they're, they're probably, probably in a caravan. caravan. I feel like they yeah. hooked up with the caravan and they yeah. were... The two women would not be traveling 50 miles by themselves. Right. I just but even don't. if you're traveling with a caravan, it's probably yeah, it's still not dangerous. people that you yes. know. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Not intimately. So then there's a little bit of stranger danger even with the people that you're with. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention what was waiting for them. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. Could they be, would they be shunned? We do know that when they arrived back in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? The whole town That's was stirred. That's an interesting word that the Holy Spirit chose to use there, stirred. Um, in the Cultural Study Bible, it says the Hebrew word elsewhere denotes considerable excitement and commotion. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, they probably were well known. Their, yeah. their clan lived there, so there were a lot of people there. Right. thought they'd never see them again. Yeah. Right? And in the cases of the men, they didn't see them again. Yeah. They only saw Naomi. But yeah, it would have been the people that Naomi grew up with. Yeah. You know, her cousins, whatever. We don't know if she had siblings. We don't women, have any information. Women at the well. Right. Yeah. 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 Any friends that she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was hopeful that it was a good stirring and not a negative stirring. Although I'm sure that there was some of that too. People were like, what's she doing back here? Yes. I think, um, I thought something I read, it was kind of, it was both. And it kind of exactly like, she left. What is she? And now she's bringing this uh, Moabite girl with her. Who Uh, does she think she is? Yeah. And so why would she bring her back here? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a theory about, um, you know, we were talking earlier about how Naomi's talking to Ruth about how good, you know, go back, God, and you've been kind and God is good kind of thing. And she gets into town and does like this flip with her whole uh, right. character. And I think, I think she's pretty um, dramatic. And mm-hmm. I think she's like, don't call me Naomi anymore. <laughs> hey, Mara, God has made my life so bitter. I went away full. I come home empty. Don't call me Naomi. I, I'm not pleasant. I'm very bitter. Feel yeah. sorry for me. And 
And I had to have this girl with me. I couldn't come alone. Mm-hmm. I just think she put it on to gain the women's favor that they okay. would say, oh, poor thing. Yeah. You know, and we, we could relate. You know, no wonder you're bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't forget, this girl I brought is the only one that I have that helped me. You know, so kind of bring her in, too. Yeah. That's just uh-huh. the way I saw it. And that was an Academy Award-winning performance, Terry. No, you missed one of your callings. <laughs> we didn't get Charlton Huston here, but Terry. We got Terry. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh. oh my goodness, that was worth the morning. It was good. <laughs> Suzanne's looking off, shaking her head. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, we do tend to do that. Some of us, you know, uh, are more dramatic than others. But if you have that kind of tilt in your life uh-huh. I think you're right you would you would go for it and you would mm-hmm. use it everything yeah. you could to get people to open their arms well, to you and yep. to your daughter-in-law well and you back in yeah. but the thing she did do though she was like saying the almighty has made my life mm-hmm. very bitter mm-hmm. um and the lord has afflicted me the almighty has brought me this misfortune on me she was still looking at god yeah right and maybe not in a favorable maybe way. The wrong way but yeah <laughs> But she was still connected with him. She was still bringing him into the picture where a lot of people will try to just ignore him and go, now I'm done with God because mm-hmm. this is what's happened, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think Ruth did when she heard Naomi saying all of those things to these women? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think she was like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? It would have yeah. been a lot easier to go back to mom and dad. <laughs> never seen her act like this before (laughs) that's probably the reaction yeah where did that come from i'd be like hey what am i chopped liver right (laughs) came all this way with you and you say you return with nothing nothing what about me yeah Yeah. do you think they like prepped it ahead of time ruth's like hey or naomi says hey listen I'm going to say these things, but I don't really mean them. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. they had to figure out where are they going to live? What are they going to do? How are, they going to, how are they going to live? That's been my big no. question this whole time. Where are they living? Well, they have some place. Right. right. Yeah, they're because living somewhere. Ruth returns to her after she's gleaned in the field. Right. So, right. yeah. That's what well, I've wondered. That's coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I guess I still want to point out the fact that I still see Naomi as a woman of faith. And that's something maybe I want to put in for us. We can be going through hard times and saying, the Lord, why have you done this to me? Why'd you let what that happen? What is wrong with you? Yeah. So many times it's so hard to trust God. And one of the things I'm realizing for me is because he could make a mistake. <laughs> I know. I know that's ridiculous, but he could have the wrong answer, you know? Um, but you either trust him a hundred percent or you don't. You need to caveat that, my friend. <laughs> I was going to say, How's you know that? if we were all in the same room, I'd be backing it up right about now. Because <laughs> so doesn't Rosemary. make the mistake. God doesn't make the mistake and he doesn't have the wrong answer. You make the mistake and you have the wrong answer. <laughs> right. So, so this is how I came up with that though. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and I'm going to agree with you a hundred percent. But when I was with the cancer, I was like, what if the answer is, you know, um, I go to heaven? I was like, what if that, that and to me, I was like, well, God, I, I think don't that's like a that mistake. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the wrong answer. Yeah. I mean, going through that and coming out the other end, it's like, 
no, whatever God decides is fine. But it's way easier to say it here than it was back at the beginning. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, well, and we're I not think always going to like the answer that we get. I mean, that right. is the reality. Um, you know, God is not out to just please us with every thing he does. Right. He has our best interest at heart. And so he, whatever he does is in our best interest, but we may not like it along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we had our druthers, we might want to do things differently. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was listening to a, fr- we were listening to a friend and she was talking about how her cancer journey was much tougher. She had a um, like double mastectomy, chemo, every answer came back bad. Yeah. And she said, had it just been a real simple, quick thing, I would have kept on with my life mm. and not really listened to, and I would have li- lived my numb life, just doing things, going to coffee, going to lunch. She said, but just fired in me this need to serve a community. Mm. And, and it's like, wow, God moved her through that and to trust that he does love her. Yeah. And that's something for all of us to just kind of keep in mind, even though it's hard. God, the word God's promises. Hand never gone. Yeah, yeah God's promises. Hand was, he's going to turn everything that the enemy means for evil. He's going to turn it to good for us. Right, and it's mm-hmm. trusting Him with that. Yeah, Naomi and Ruth have definitely been going through a tough time. Maybe questioning God, where are you? Right, yeah. and all this. It's it's a really hard time. But next time, yeah, we'll see how God starts to work. That's right. That's right. Well, it continues oh. to work. I should say. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, let me pray for us. And um, yeah, we'll be wrapping things up for today. (sighs) Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the way that you have preserved the stories and um, the examples of your love and your provision um, throughout time, God. And I thank you that um, we get to study these things that we get to talk about them, that we get to analyze them, God, um, and that we can learn from them, Lord. I thank you for the women who I get to um, just walk through these things with, Father. Um, and I just thank you for the relationship between Ruth and Naomi and the example that they set, um, God, that we would um, just have those women that we can look up to God, I just pray for everyone listening that they would have someone that they can have that Ruth and Naomi relationship with, God, that you would bring people into our lives that we can encourage, that we can say, we're in it to win it, sister. Um, God, I just pray that you would surround us with people that we can um, that we can live life with like that, God, because I know you have created us to live in community. Mm -hmm. Um, And God, that's just so, so important, Father. And I also thank you um, that you take everything and turn it to work for your good, God. No matter how angry we are, no matter how bitter we are, no matter if we say that you have taken it all from us, God, that you are still there and that you will turn it around and bring it for good, Lord. And I just pray Mm -hmm. that, if there's anyone who is feeling like they are in that place, God, where they feel like they are empty and there is nothing and that it is all gone, Lord, all gone, Lord. I just pray that you will fill that person, God, that you will just wrap them in your arms and just whisper that they are precious and loved and that you will just be there for them for all of it, for all time, God. I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.